0: Welcome back to Adventure Radio, guys. So today's episode is with a man by the name of Abel James. Abel is uh, the fat burning man. For those of you guys who have heard of his podcast or read some of his books, um, Tommy, you are strumming the guitar there. Or are you Sorry, planning on some background?
1: Uh, okay. Background music there. <laughs> I don't know if that's, um,
0: that's going like, like to show up anywhere because uh, we got no microphone neither 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 guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um In- interlude intro. It's, oh, it's good it's Matt putting me at peace yeah, it's, it's, it's nice okay it? thanks yeah um, so this show yeah guys Abel James is um, the fat burning man so Abel was a guy who uh, wanted to change his life he was a pretty overweight guy who um, who went to a, a wild diet he calls it very similar to paleo um, just really clean eating kind of thing and uh Abel has changed a lot of people's lives with the the reach that he has, and he's also built himself a, a bit of a multimedia. That's kind of pissing me off, man. Oh, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about uh, what about if I just go? Um... <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, no, we'll put it that no, away. I'm only, oh, I'm only joking. It wasn't pissing me off. But oh, um, I'll put it back <laughs> um, But um, Abel James, so he's built himself a uh, basically a little empire. With um, Through his books, through his podcast. His podcast was number one in uh, something like rated number one in health at one point for uh like 50 countries. So mm-hmm. he's um, – and it's b- pretty much just because he's a genuine guy. Oh, isn't he?
1: That, mm. that's the overwhelming thing that I got from speaking to him. He mm. was genuine. Mm. Like I feel like it was like he was my dad.
0: He was a genuine man. He was
1: a genuine man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and he's got a rig. Yeah, he's, he's a genuine man
1: with a Ronan.
0: R- <laughs> <laughs> um but uh Shit. Yeah, It was sick. I, I had a great time talking to him cuz yeah, I good. thought a lot of these people that are that have got um, such big uh, big followings yeah. and podcasts and a multimedia kind of thing, some of them just don't seem they don't seem genuine. No, they don't seem genuine at all. And um, nah, he was really good. Abel was a ledge. Yeah, he was really good. He was a nice guy. Weird name though. Yeah, Abel. It's Abel. like um, it's like he was born in uh, I don't know yeah. 1800. 1800. BC or something. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, like
0: Babylonian, Mesopotamian times. Yeah. He has like one mate, I think Cain or something like that. Yeah, Cain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> um, but people say that Bill's an old name too. So Bill's a shit name. Shit name. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. I fig- <laughs> <laughs> shit name. <it's> no,
1: nah, <laughs> Bill's all right.
0: Do you ever get, you ever get It sounds <laughs> a shit name, but. Um, <laughs> do you ever get William? Nah, oh, lots of my mates call me Will Yorm. Will Yorm? Yeah, Yorma.
1: Yorma?
0: Mate, I've got, I've got literally, that? I've got probably 30 nicknames. Yeah, but yeah you do. Doc, Wop, Blob Doctor, Will Yorm, Yorma, Gandalf, Wolverine, um, BLT, uh, BD, B, <laughs> uh, BWT Limited. BWT Limited. Uh, oh, yeah, um, I can see that. <laughs> um, so that's eight. Yeah, and 22 more. 22 more, <laughs> of which I can't disguise right now. No, I, uh, I, got, I got a lot of nicknames. People call me, um, Johnny Bordenaro calls me Yorma. Tooth. Shit tooth, yeah. <laughs> being called, called that as of uh, ten seconds ago. <laughs> the weightlifter,
1: yeah. Um, Thanks for that. The cork, mm. El Corco, El Corco, and Machatsmalov. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: um, this no, is way off <laughs> I got some, uh, got some, got some nicknames, but uh, yeah. some people call me William. Uh, Frey, m- my best mate, calls me William. Oh yeah, he, he actually just William. calls me William. Just like, William, just for William a Bit of a mistake. It's, it's actually not my name though.
1: Well. Yeah. My name's Bill. Your
0: name's Bill, isn't it? Yeah, on, on, the, Bill. On, the, on the
1: birth certificate? Mm. Yeah. See, Thomas on the birth certificate. With a h? With an h? Yeah. Mm. Thomas. 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 Yeah. <laughs> right in the Thomas. <laughs> um, Thomas it in the thomath.
0: <laughs> um, why did you say that with 12 lists? I don't know. <laughs> there was not even h's in those words. I don't know. All right. So this is um yeah, anyway guys, you'll love this show with Abel. We had a chat about uh all things health and fitness and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a really good discussion. So guys, this uh this Podcast is actually brought to you by True Pride. So True Pride are a wealth creation service who work with ambitious individuals and families who are looking to take control, worry less, and get ahead. So we're working with the guys at True Pride, guys. They're getting our, uh, our budgets down so we can save more money during the weeks, me and Tommy. And uh, it's working out really great so far. So head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF. And you'll get a call with Craig, book through our link. And -hmm. then if you decide to go ahead with it, you'll get your $297 joining fee waived when you book the call. Uh, We're also brought to you by Carve. Carve are a VA company in the Philippines, guys. So that's who I get all my assistance from. Um, Carve are absolutely great. I've got my life back through Carve. And if you want to check out their services, then head to www.carve.ph forward slash ADVF. Get yourself an assistant. We're also brought to you by Adventure for Travel. Tommy,
1: talk what to me. Adventure Travel. What are Adventure Travel? They are a travel company, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now we got some good. Uh, we've got some good uh, travel. What's the word I'm looking for here? We got some good holidays coming up, don't we? Yeah, yeah we Val, do. Paul, Mac, yeah, Phil, yeah, and the US. <laughs> uh,
0: so, guys, if you want to check out any of Adventure for Travel's trips, uh, head to www. Use a, uh, no hang on use, uh, use the code radio oh yeah to get 10% off on, uh, on any and all trips so that's new we actually never had a we never had a discount on the, uh, on the podcast so podcast listeners get radio and you'll, uh, you'll get 10% off a trip and also join the mailing list yes join the mailing list mm-hmm. and uh, here's the show now before we do this let's go over the ground rules Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it! Yo! Discovery roger. Go
2: for deploy. Where did we come from? Are we loaded?
1: Some kind never even considered for mass production.
2: Too weird to live, too rare to die.
0: Alrighty, guys, welcome to uh, Adventure Radio. So I'm sitting here today with Abel James. Abel is uh, from the Fat Burning Man Empire. He's got a really, uh, really interesting story. So, um, we're going to dip right into it here and get in uh, get into it with Abel. So Abel, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate it. Cool. Um, Abel, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a um, little bit of background, who you are, where you're from, so on and so forth.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I've always wanted to be healthy and adventurous, and uh, <laughs> it's been an up and down rocky road uh, to get there. But I, I started out in the backwoods of, of New Hampshire, which is, uh, you know, almost canada still in america but almost canada so really cold winters um but it was pretty cool because it was it was very rural it was an old farm mm-hmm. and uh, i got really sick when i was an infant i had a temperature of about a uh, 106 degrees fahrenheit which is uh, you know I, I was almost dead yeah uh, and they didn't know quite how to fix that and my mom was a, was a nurse at the time now she's a nurse practitioner but that started to bring her into the wor- world of alternative health and holistic healing and, and uh, Using food as medicine and, and plants as medicine as well, and so she started making her own tinctures and, and med- medicines from the backyard. And so I grew up on you know these smelly tinctures and weird bombs and all these crazy plants and, and stuff like that. And um, and over the course of time, when I went to college. Um, I I wanted to excel and I I took on some loans and then got out of college. And for the first time in my life, I got a big fancy job and I got this big fancy health insurance Mm -hmm. and uh, wanted to take advantage of it as much as I could. And following uh, my doctor's advice for the first time, uh, he put me on a diet, which was, you know, largely low fat, stay away from dietary cholesterol. And that was the first time I ever really thought about going on a diet or something like that. But he said, you know, given my genetics, that was that was what I needed to do, and give up red meat and a lot of other anything that tasted good. Pretty much butter, yeah. chocolate, all the, all the fun stuff, <laughs> all the fun stuff. What a jerk! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, over the course of the next six months, and 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 then uh, the next year, I was on about a half dozen different prescription medications. Uh, I was about 30, 40 pounds overweight at that point. I had uh, my my blood work was really bad. It looked like I had high triglycerides on the way to pre uh, type two diabetes and I was just kind of falling apart, and I was in my early 20s, and this was the first time I'd ever really tried uh, Western medicine as a way to, to, to heal myself or to prevent uh, disorders and diseases down the road, and so I, I kind of realized that it wasn't working, but it wasn't until I came home one night and my uh, the apartment I was living in at the time uh, burned to the ground. I lost, wow. I lost everything in that, and so all I had left was you know, my big fat face in the mirror <laughs> and I knew that I needed something to help get me through that and, and kind of a project. And uh, I, I realized that it was definitely my health. And as soon as I went back into the research and, you know, uh, for a while there, I, I kind of went with the big insurance companies and the um, what my doctor's advice. And that really went against the way that I was raised holistically, you know, mm-hmm. by, by my mom and dad on this old farm in New Hampshire. And it really took me re-embracing that and also combining it with a world of uh, physiology and, and research uh, as it relates to science. My background is in, in um, research on the brain and psychology. And so I decided, you know, when I made it my project, I, I'm type A and overachiever. And so I really yeah. dug into it and it didn't take me long to realize that everything I was doing to try to be healthy was wrong. Uh, and, and so as soon as I uh, basically went back, real food and, and I wasn't afraid of fat anymore and kind of turned my, the conventional advice on its head from a dietary perspective. Uh, and I stopped running so much. I was running, you know, like 30 plus miles uh, a week. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden my health came back. I dropped like 30 pounds in, in just more than a month. And all of a sudden I was in like great shape again. It felt awesome, uh, better than I, than I ever had. And I was like, this is, this is great, but I'm really ticked off that I had to go through all of that other stuff to get there because I realized that all the things I was trying, I was doing to try to be healthy were actually making me sick. And, uh, so it, it really ticked me off. And that's why I decided to start up fat burning man, which is kind of this, this silly name for an idea that we should take our health into our own hands. And, uh, and, and we can do that with real food and by embracing, uh, our ancestral movements and, and really getting out there and going on adventures and, and reclaiming our lives. And uh, ever since I started that, you know, it just kind of took off. And then I started doing books and then I was on a TV show about it. So health has always been a huge passion mm. of mine, but it's just one of them. And I think it's really it's a, it's a jumping off point for anyone who wants to make their life better Then uh, you know, I try to help them eat better first, then move a little bit and work on the stress and the sleep and all of a sudden after you've done that your entire world your entire life can change and it, it brings people down some really cool paths
0: absolutely it's uh definitely the most important thing to uh, a, ha- a happy healthy life i suppose is your is your health um or a happy life i should say if you don't have your health you don't really have anything obviously yeah. so um the the question that i have the most Im- uh, interesting thing you touched on the the fact that um, that you went directly against your doctor's orders. Now, I don't know about you guys in the US, but Australia um, recently, about a year ago, um, updated its healthy food pyramid. And yeah. for the most part um, of my life, growing up, I looked at the healthy food pyramid. I think the base were um, your complex carbs, your breads, your rices, your pastas. Right. Um, next was um, basically the whole chain was out of whack. But that yeah. was what was recommended from our dietary... Um, dietary perspective from doctors, health, yep. um, schools. The, the, the States. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the funny thing that I always, now like looking back on it, it, the funny thing is, I don't understand how that can actually get through. Why, why is that able to get through in, in parliament or whoever whoever's gets, um, gets the, the red stamp to produce this, um, this healthy food <laughs> pyramid? Um, I don't understand how it, it hung around for that long with all these crazy uh, yeah. Concepts that weren't even true to uh, true to our bodies. What do you think it well, is?
2: Yeah, for better or worse, we we tend to follow a lot of bad science or, or science that's not even there in the first place. And so when it, when it comes to looking at the research in the 1950s that came out, that a lot of this anti-fat stuff was was built on. Um, that one particular study by Ansel Keys. Uh, has been disproven over and over again. Basically, it was, it was relying on falsified data. Any data that didn't fit into his his um, set that basically said that fat was bad, he threw out. So yeah. everything left said that fat was bad. And any country that eats a lot of fat is full of fat people who are going to get fat and sick. Uh, but that's totally made up. And then there are all these you know other studies that happened after that that uh, just made the problem even worse. And so there's one way of looking at it where, you know, the, the food industry took over and it's trying to kill all of us. And, you know, there are a lot of conspiracies about all of that. But I think it's, it's more likely that when you look at the, the system, when you look at trying to feed a country, right, when you try to feed Australia or America, you're not really thinking about individual human health. You're thinking about how do we get food out there to people? How do we grow enough? How That's do we right. distribute it? How do we make sure that it, that it holds up to distribution and, and lasts a long time on the shelf? And so we were, uh, you know, we, we thought that fat was bad and then we started eating a lot of corn, soy and other, you know, modern wheat, these monocrops and uh, well, essentially the the base of the food pyramid, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We started eating a ton of that stuff instead of the traditional foods that we've been eating for a very long time, which is, you know, foods in their whole form, fat or not, carbs or not, whatever, you know, eat real food we started eating all of this this junk hyper processed food which is essentially the the human equivalent of rat chow you know mm. or dog chow or whatever like kibble yeah and uh, and we stopped eating real food so when that happened uh you know it really started to hit in the 1970s then things got worse in the 80s and even worse in the 90s and then all of a sudden by the 2000s we're in this huge mess where more people are overweight and obese than not and now it's it's not a problem where we're trying to feed the world or or feed countries, especially in developed countries. More people are dying from eating too much than eating too little. Yeah, and so that's the problem that we're faced with now. And I don't think we're going to solve it by looking backwards. We really need to look forwards and be like, all right, we were wrong about that. Yep, <laughs> that's right. How do we how do we get ourselves out, so, of this, um, out of this? So I think one of one the biggest problems
0: ourselves. is um, probably the word fat. Obviously, yes. people, um, by and large, when they think of somebody who's obese, the word they use is fat. So the fact that fat is actually really good for us is probably um, not very good for its branding, so to speak, if you know what right. I mean. It probably, probably didn't help. But what, what I wanted to ask, so you talk, about, um, you talk about your diet and the book that you, that you wrote, The Wild Diet. So how does that, um, how does that differ from paleo, ketogenic? Um, tell us a little bit about The Wild Diet. In particular, for those yep. listeners that don't actually know,
2: yeah, of course, and it's it's a little bit of a misnomer. At the beginning of my book, I redefined what diet is supposed to mean, and it's it it means the foods that an animal or a human would habitually eat—a species-appropriate diet. You know, it's the foods you're eating every day. It's not this type of thing where you're where it's the cabbage soup diet, where you're eating only cabbage soup or starving yourself. Mm-hmm. I think in uh, in most of the world today, when you hear the world the word diet, you think of this. A fad or you think of starving yourself and it really shouldn't be that way Uh, so I called it the wild diet because to me what wild means what it represents is nature and when you want to heal your body when you want to get in the best shape you need to not fight nature the way that western medicine might do you need to embrace nature you need to Mm -hmm. feed your body the foods that are appropriate for it that it's been digesting uh, effectively, for a very long time, that were well adapted to eat. And uh, basically, what that means is when you're looking at the foods that you should be eating, it's unprocessed foods, unrefined po- foods. And uh, it's not necessarily being, like I said before, it's not being afraid of any particular type of macronutrient like fat, protein, or carbs. That is a dramatic oversimplification, right? The idea that uh, a can of Coca Cola would be the equivalent in some way, of a can of tuna is ridiculous. So it's not about uh, eating less necessarily. It's about eating the right foods. And so if, if you're building, I like to make it rubber meets the road and, and, and practical for everyone. So mm-hmm. the book itself kind of walks you through that and it's, it's very narrative. And I tell a lot of stories that put it into perspective, but the plate looks like this. Uh, the vast majority of the food on your plate should be vegetables. Mm-hmm. Green veg- veggies are great, salad greens, things like that. Uh, cooked or uncooked doesn't really matter. Have at it, have as much as you want and, uh, cover it up with a good tasting fat. could be olive oil, macadamia, nuts, you know, or or various nuts Mm -hmm. are a type of fat as well. Can be great. Avocado. Um, the coconut is another great fat that you can put on, on veggies or cook with veggies, you know, in coconut oil to make it taste great. Bacon even, you know, if you're, if you're eating, um, animal foods, which would be the other part of the plate, maybe a a quarter of it or about a a palm-sized portion of uh, of protein, you want to be eating from a healthy animal if you can help it. Because if you're eating sick animals, in a lot of cases, the fat of that animal and the meat of that animal of that animal will contain a lot of toxins hormones and other junk that you really don't want. Sure. And, uh, when you look at any industry that's, that's selling, you know, conventional feedlot factory farmed beef or pork, uh, or, or chicken even when you're looking at those, the one thing that the people who are raising those animals try to do is get them as fat as possible, as quickly as possible. And so the way they do that is by feeding them, you know, the same food that we're eating, a lot mm-hmm. of grains and soy and GMO, um, various GMO types of just poor quality food. And then they supplement it with synthetic vitamins. So very close to enriched flowers that you see in a lot of processed food. And when they do that, all of a sudden the, the animals will just keep eating and keep eating and they never really stop eating. Uh, and, and that's pretty close to what you see as humans. So the plate is mostly veg. Then you've got, um, then you've got a bit of protein, about a palm-sized portion of protein. You've got some healthy fat over it or or with it. And then, um, if you're looking for fat loss, most people benefit from dialing down the starches and certainly the sugars. You know, for you sure. you want to kick out almost all the sugars if you can help it. That's easier said than done. But if you want to lose fat, that's that's a quick win right there. Um, so the starches for for myself, you know, you asked uh, how. Is my approach different from from paleo or ketogenic? Mm-hmm. Uh, I eat uh, quite a bit of sweet potatoes and, and rice, and sometimes regular potatoes. I'm not afraid of starches or anything like that. I mm-hmm. don't eat much sugar. I actually probably eat a lot less sugar than a lot of people in uh, in the paleo world. And one of the reasons for that is because you know if you're training like a CrossFit elite athlete, then you can put up with a lot of sugar, and actually it might help you you know perform better in the in the short term. But if you're looking for Uh, brain health, long-term health, and things like that, then it's dialing down the sugar and then eating an appropriate amount of starch is is the way to go. So the plate, just to revisit it, mostly veg. We got a little bit of meat uh, and we've got, it it comes from a healthy animal. Mm -hmm. And then we've got some fat over that. And then you have a starch as well. And so I like to also combine that with intermittent fasting. And so that's where, you know, some people like to call me ketogenic, which I am sometimes because I'm fasting. Right. And so I can definitely put up with going on a long day long hike and just eat one meal. And Mm -hmm. so I do that like pretty often. And so there are a lot of similarities between this like paleo. I love that it's embraced the real food thing, although it's starting to change because you can walk into a health food store and see all these like sugary processed food bars that are like totally paleo because they only have honey in them, you know, so I think, you know, one of the reasons I, I wanted to, to create the wild diet is just to make sure that we we had a message that was clear and, and wouldn't be kind of like poisoned by a lot of the, the marketers who have come on board, who ruined, you know, the other way of eating for us a long time ago. And pretty soon they're going to ruin almost anything with a name on it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I hope the word wild would be too difficult to tame. And even I don't want to own it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's something that represents nature. We need to honor that in order to to, uh, take our health back.
0: Absolutely. That's well, that's great. So, um, what about, uh, have you actually explored things like, um, the ketogenic diet in a longer, in a longer sense? Have you played around with being, being ketogenic over a long period of time? And if so, how did that work out for you? It's really interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I have. Um, and it's definitely exploding in popularity these days. I like to push, To the edges of almost anything I'm trying, you know, Mm -hmm. so when I was doing some high fat experiments, I was eating like 80 percent of my calories from from fat, sometimes even more than that, combining it with intermittent fasting. And uh, for me, you know, like I said, I had a lot of health issues in my early 20s, so I still need to keep an eye on that. And I noticed that over the course of a few weeks, um, the longer I went with like very, very low carb. The less I felt like me and the less I felt like exercising, going on adventures and – and I didn't want to you know, I I lost my sex drive even. Ooh. You know, I was starting to feel you know, that that's a, a big no,
1: good. that's 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 <laughs> the end. Stay out of you keep that
2: there. <laughs> I'll tell you Keith what, as tones. soon as yeah. I had a sweet
0: potato, it was right
1: back. <laughs> so all you uh, do, and just th- when you're going really hard, you just have a potato and you're on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sweet potatoes like rocket fuel. Yeah, that's, that's right. back in action. That but anyway, so yeah, I like you know, there could have been a few things that were happening there and I've um I've tried it a few different times. And I think in short doses uh, or for a few weeks at a time, it's a very natural state to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you start feeling like, like I was talking about, a little bit less of yourself or just low on energy, um, it's time to probably do a refeed. So the thing that I like to do is have a you know ketogenic days. I might have like several ketogenic days throughout the week and then I'll have higher carb days as well. So I like carb refeeds and I tend to eat most of my carbs at night. But uh, I think that the overall point is, you want to be someone who can burn fat. You don't want someone to be uh, completely addicted to carbs and sugar. Uh, and, and so if you want to make something taste good, add fat, add bacon, you know, cook it in bacon fat or whatever. Mm. And that's totally um, uh, something you can do when you're ketogenic and is harder to do if you're eating a ton of carbs. But I can say when I was on that ABC TV show, which which you guys didn't get over there, but in the States it was, uh, it was pretty big. You might be able to find it online. Um, But on on that TV show, I used...
0: Is that the one that was uh,
2: My Diet is Better Than Yours? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, So my guy, he started out at 352 pounds. um, And he was 52% body fat when we first started. So he was was a big guy. (laughs) And um, it can be really... So the goal was to lose fat as quickly as possible. And for someone like that, especially he was almost 50 years old... And so he couldn't do a whole lot of exercise. And the Mm -hmm. the way that I like to look at it is if you can't exercise that much, then really low carb or even ketogenic can be super effective um, for losing fat because you don't feel all that hungry. Yeah. Um, But but what you what you give up is the energy to exercise a lot. It's a lot harder to work out like that and do Mm -hmm. heavy lifts and and stuff like that, especially for an extended period of time. For sure. Uh, And so uh, he lost Over the course of 14 weeks, I got him down to less than 30% body fat. Um, And he had a few carb refeeds in there. But for the most part, he was keeping it lowish carb and eating all real foods according to the wild diet. And it was uh, a, a massive, massive improvement. He got off all of his uh, prescription medications by week 3 wow. he lost 16 Jeez. pounds the first week 87 pounds in, in 14 weeks mm. and uh, he got his life back he looks 20 years younger he lost 10 inches uh, also from his um, from his pant size he went from 48 to 38 that's awesome so, so it's it- just it can be a really useful tool
0: hey guys so uh, just a little break from the show we just yeah. want to talk to you quickly about True Pride so true. Do Pride- we ever <laughs> I'm down, mate. Sorry, I'm excited. Calm down. We, uh, True Pride are a wealth creation service, guys, who uh, have bunches, a bunch of different uh, levels of wealth creation. So what they'll do, me and Tommy at the moment are working through our budgets. So we're at the stage where we're itemizing everything that comes into, into and out of our bank account. So there's a program that these guys have called Cash Fit that help us do that. And then you can look at where you're spending too much money, where you want to allocate money for savings and how you can get your money down. Basically, you try and keep the same exact standard of living but save yourself $150 a week. So that's $600 a month and Craig's program at, at True Pride costs you $97 a month to do this. So what have you been doing with it, Tommy? Well, mate, like I said before
1: to you off-air, I actually saved – so I so normally I spend about $125 on groceries, but uh, this week I spent $47 yep. and it wasn't necessarily through um, – you know, Craig and I going through sort of like specific things to buy. It was more of an understanding of having all my budget perfectly lined up, so I knew what I could spend here and what I could spend there, and what I could spend there yep. to keep my uh, to keep my um, spendings to a minimum. And I'd seen in my month that I'd actually be spending a lot more on um, shit that I don't normally spend, like um, um, like physio, and um, I spent a bit of money on um, on shoes. I needed new shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't normally spend that sort of stuff. But um, I was looking at all that, and I was going, "Oh, okay, I could probably uh, find a few cheaper options here in the shopping," and I did. And mm-hmm. it just the, the the great thing about Craig and um, and True Pride and and Cash Fit, which is the software, is it just keeps you totally accountable by putting all your expenses in very very specific things. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, even more even more specific than food. So it's more restaurant, it's more more this and that. So I think it's fantastic, and. Um, I've got a lot out of it already. so.
0: All right, cool. So, guys, if you want to check out True Pride, head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF and you can book a call with the guys there. And if you decide to join, you'll get your $297 waving fee, uh, your $297 joining fee waived. Mm. We are also brought to you by Carve. So, Carve are an awesome company, guys. They're a bunch of guys in the Philippines that specialize in getting you a VA, a virtual assistant, or getting projects done. Uh, over there so i have three assistants with me and tommy have one for adventure radio and then i have two full-time assistants for adventure travel so that's 120 hours of work that gets done for adventure travel all at the cost of about six dollars an hour us eight dollars an hour um aussie and it's just been able it's made me be able to step back and try and grow the business rather than working in the business all day every day yep and it's uh it gets your life back, or it helps you upscale your uh, upscale your business, and it keeps you um, more focused on the shit that we can
1: do. You know, we can mm. do better, Run the little nitty gritty stuff. So, for example, like the guys overseas help us with um, actually getting the shows out there and editing the show and this and that, the stuff that you and I don't want to do. It's yeah. more the stuff that just know, the shit that we actually don't the want shit to do. That we hate. <laughs> so if you, don't, if you don't like shit, guys,
0: give <laughs> Carve a call. <laughs> so head to www.carve.ph Carve. Ph/advf to get ten free hours on any project. Back to the show,
1: Abel. How do you feel about those sort of those massive weight loss um, implementations? Like, obviously, it worked um, really well with this guy you're talking about, but things like um, the Biggest Loser and stuff. How much do you think, yeah. um, like, a, an actual lifestyle change is important as opposed to just a really quick diet change? And, oh. and, uh, oh, and what do you sort see? What say great, yeah,
2: what a great question. Because I'm all about the lifestyle thing, and I found myself in this position where I was basically the uh, uh, the show approached me saying it would be all about health. And then the show itself kind of turned into something similar to The Biggest Loser. But the, um, the good piece of that is if someone really, you know, so the guy I was working with, for instance, he was on um, a hospital bed for 13 months. Wow. Uh, he was in a serious car accident and he had to get a metal plate put uh, in around his neck to stabilize his, uh, his neck, which was broken. And then that became infected with staph which turned into a systemic staph infection. So he gained all this weight and was mm. super sick. And, uh, you know, looking at his blood work, when I first started working with him, he had four pages of medical conditions. Mm. And so in an instance like that, if if I'm working one-on-one with someone like that, which obviously I don't do very often, um, but um, I I could work that closely with him. And I think in an instance like that, you want to lose that excess weight as quickly as possible. Sure. You really do. But for most people they don't have the uh, the ability or the luxury to work with someone like me really closely mm. to to make sure they're doing it right it's it's not easy if you're going it alone so for mm-hmm. most people i recommend the slow burn right i recommend the lifestyle factors and if if you want to lose a lot of weight super quickly anyone can do that in a wide variety of ways and most of them are terrible there are yeah. a few that that um that can work really well especially if you're working closely with someone but for the vast majority of people it's all about like uh you know re- remember that plate i just described make that your meal <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or at least one or two meals a day and and yeah you can cheat you can eat other stuff sometimes but uh if if you do that over the long term that's what's going to keep you alive and healthy forever it's not losing weight like you should only have to lose weight once that's the way that i think about it you know and and then the rest is all about implementing this lifestyle um, that you can live with and, and be happy with and feel nourished by that gives you energy to go out and crush it in the real world. And that's all about the tiny little habits every single day. It's not about losing weight. Losing weight isn't something we should have to do as humans. It's yeah, just what we're faced with today. Definitely, definitely. For sure.
0: Hey, um, Abel, how much do you think there's a correlation between mental health
2: and what you're putting into your body? Yeah, oh, it's everything. Mm, I, my I background actually is in uh, psychology and brain science. That's what I cool. studied back in the day. So mindset really is is everything and i think for a lot of people the the weight loss the health the fitness that's a hook that Mm -hmm. gets them in to start making some serious changes with their own lives i mean you guys are traveling around the world living it up but you know that it's a process to Mm -hmm. get there you have to release a lot of your your baggage and in a lot of cases i think you know something like lifting weights is a great example or or doing sprinting or something physical where if you were if you're lifting something, it's not necessarily like, I'm loving this the whole time and everything is great. It takes discipline. It takes like showing up, whether you like it or not, whether you're tired or not getting in there and doing it. And, sure. um, and you know, people may not want to go and work out, but no one has ever regretted a workout. Mm, that's or, right. or no sure. one's ever regretted that's a, good, a good workout unless you get hurt or something. You know what I mean? But no one ever regrets like when you're covered in sweat and the endorphins are flowing, you're like, yes, now I'm alive. Yeah, and that's, so that's When you can do that every day, it trains discipline. It trains, uh, you know, willpower. Those are muscles too. And, and when you can get a control of your, your body and your health, all of a sudden it frees up all this energy um, to do more with your life. So it's all about the mindset.
1: It's a good point, isn't it? It's it's funny. I, I've just never I've never heard anyone in the end of work go. You know what? I'm I'm very upset right now. <laughs> but it's the same thing with um, with your diet as well. I've never heard anyone regret eating a, a nice healthy meal, except right. we. You know, as humans, creatures of habit, we always fall back into. Into uh, into doing things that we ended up do regretting, any potato cakes or, or fish and chips and things like I that. Never yeah. cakes, yeah,
0: I, I never regret any potato cakes. I never regret any of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? That's just for sure. Get out. Yeah, Have <laughs> <believe>. some <laughs> um, Hey, so how come? I know we kind of touched on this very very first um, th- thing we spoke about. One of the very first things we spoke about at the start of the show. But how can you think when people go and see a doctor able and they've got uh, different ailments, maybe? Uh, a whole number of things that's going wrong with their body. How come a lot of the time the doctor will never refer to another allied health, 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 man, I'm not speaking very well today. Another <laughs> I, allied health professional. It's because in, of those potato cakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another, <laughs> another allied health professional in a dietitian, because that never yeah. really happens, you know, and I, and I don't understand why Spot because on. the doctors, by and large, doctors are um, study, studies of medicine but they're not studies of nutrition like, mm. like yourself. Right. They're, and right. there's so many people that could help um, could be totally. helped by a, totally. diet, you know, a dietitian rather than just a GP who's going to prescribe you drugs. I think that has to change. Is there, when will that change?
2: It definitely has to change. Um, well, I think the best advice I can give right now is don't go to your doctor for diet advice. Yeah. You know, um, when, you, when you look at it, the things that doctors are, are trained in are very specific to medical conditions and procedures and, and drug interactions and things mm-hmm. like that. In a lot of cases, my mom is from you know, the industry. So she's, she's had her, her feet in both worlds kind of as a holistic uh, herbalist and, and nutritionist and practitioner. And also, you know, in a lot of cases, she's had jobs where she's worked in the ER or she's worked directly for a doctor and with patients. And uh, basically that world is you have to see as many patients as possible as quickly as possible. And there's no time for chit chat. There's no time for explanation. You just got to get them in there, get them out, hopefully send them out with a prescription for something. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately that's the system right now. And so I think instead of trying to make that system better, let's just try to be better on our own. Cause it's not about like once you're at the doctor's office, you're usually sick anyway. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's mostly about like, why don't we try to, to be healthier now, um, to improve our energy and ultimately, you know, save a ton of money down the road because, you know, if you come down, with type two diabetes, last time I saw, I think the basically what you're expected to pay over the course of your lifetime is somewhere around a half million dollars. Yeah. Uh, if if you get cancer, um, not only is your life potentially ending, but also super expensive, right? Mm. So if you if you start to take yourself out of the present moment a little bit and and imagine you know not eating that salad because it tastes as good as a hamburger necessarily, but eating those veg. To, to make sure that you're um, going to be alive for 20 years longer than everyone else, right? And, and that you don't have to go to the doctor. So in the past uh, five years, I really haven't, my, my numbers have been so good that I don't need to take any drugs. I don't need to mm. do any pres- procedures. And I certainly don't need to go to my doctor to ask them for nutrition advice because that was another weird thing is it's, you know, looking back at all this, I've had a, a number of doctors over the course of my life and some have been really good. There are great doctors for out sure. there, but most of them most of them are overworked, seeing way too many patients, and overweight themselves. They're, they're definitely not shining yeah. pinnacles of health like you'd expect. So mm-hmm. if someone is unhealthy, don't take their health advice. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, imagine it's, if, um, yeah. Imagine if there was a nutrition class in school. Imagine how much money that would save the person uh, who's going through primary school or, or um, early grade school. And then yeah. actually saving the government in the long term as well. You mm. would imagine, right? Because all the all the, oh, all the sure. amount of the, the the money that the government pays for all these heart disease and and um, yeah. and 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 it's all just um, through education. And it's normally people that know about nutrition have either it's either from a high level sport or something that takes their sport relatively seriously. But even in that, right. in a lot of cases, there that that's not the case that they'll be have a really great diet or somebody that. Has gotten to the point where they absolutely need it, where right. they're, they're grossly overweight or, or have got health issues. It's not normally just, oh, I'm just living a day to day normal life, but I want to be mm. eating the wild diet or, or a healthy diet or the paleo diet. You know, it's not, it's normally one aspect or the other. For the general yeah. populace, it's just, it's not really ever explored. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's not. And unfortunately, myself included, it takes a lot of people, a a personal trauma or a sickness or something where they just, you know, reach the lowest of the low moment. They hit rock bottom and they're like, "Okay, now I need to make a change. Right. Um, And I I wish it were where people could just kind of dabble in it and be like, wow, this is totally worth it. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys can help us get there. Right. I I think when a lot of people join their first CrossFit box, it kind of does that, you know, the cult hooks you in. And then all of a sudden you do start caring about nutrition and, and your body and hopefully that lasts for life. Well, uh, and, and so I think it is these kind of small community things that can, that can get people in there and then they can do it whether they've had a trauma or not. Absolutely.
0: And that's obviously part of the reason I, um, I started Fit is because um, I wanted to not make people fit and healthy, but make people happy and mm. see the world. And, yeah. and, and that goes hand in hand with the fitness that we do on, on our on our trips, right. in particular. So the next thing I'm talking about is people like yourself, and and I suppose to to some degree adventure travel, and we're doing our part, and obviously our podcast, we're we're raising a lot of these questions. You, but you, you're on a whole another level. You've built yourself a, a kind of small media empire, able, and and it's great because it's able to reach so many people and make such a difference. How have you been able to grow? Uh, grow your media and your brand so that you can reach so many people It's a chicken and the egg what came first in, in terms yeah. of your books your podcast your, how did it all happen and what sort of food was the chicken eating <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well okay so yeah when someone like reads my bio or, or goes through all the different accomplishments um, I, I've experienced over the course of my life it sounds like they all happened at once right it sounds like alright Abel shows up and these are all the things he did but for me, it's it's much more about like it's been a 32 year journey for all these different things, and I put a lot of work into a lot of stuff that's that's worked, mm-hmm. and more work into stuff that hasn't. Um, and so, you know, I I started after um, after I got sick and 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 started uh, healing my own body. I wrote a quick little manual that I printed out at, at the Kinkos down the road. I printed like 20 copies of them. And I gave it out to some of my friends and family and like the local chiropractor and a few other people. I'm just like, listen, you know, if you want to know the things that they don't want you to know about health and, and make it super easy, here it is. Mm-hmm. Just like read this and see what happens. And so a bunch of my um, guy friends thought that I was extremely uncool <laughs> for doing that. And, Nerd. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about Everyone thinks I'm uncool. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was kind of, it was kind of neat because over the course of the next... A uh, few weeks, a lot of them, you know, they would kind of like flip through it. And then, uh, of course, they saw what happened to me where I went from being overweight and sick to being like super uh, healthy and energetic and, and pretty much ripped, that mm-hmm. having the body that they wanted. Mm. They started doing a little bit of it. And then, you know, if one friend, he'd lose 20, 30 pounds and start looking like Brad Pitt. All of a sudden, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they would happen to another friend. My dad lost 20 pounds. Uh, my mom lost 20 pounds. My, wow. eventually my dental hygienist lost 60 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> and so I was just trying to get the message out there and I started up my blog. Um, then, uh, I realized that there, we don't need more bloggers, but, uh, I'm also a, a professional musician, so I know how to use a microphone. Mm-hmm. And so I set one up and I'm, I didn't know what a podcast was, but I started one Right. and, uh, and then that kind of took off, um, And then I was on, uh, let's see, I I did the the book and I've done some apps and then I was on the TV show. But all those things, they build on each other. And uh, I think for me also, it's like I don't want to be working on one thing just like iterating Mm. the whole time. You know, I I didn't want to just like be a blogger. The whole time or, or being someone who's printing stuff off at Kinko's and, 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 yeah. and like handing, <laughs> handing out physical flyers to people about like, wouldn't it be great if you could yeah, just be that weirdo on the, uh, Weedo <laughs> on the straight corner if that was the case, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's all about like finding those, those new ways that you can get the message out there. And, uh, for me, like I never thought that I'd be on reality television. Oh my God. Yeah. But, uh, I'm so glad that, that I was, because not only did it help, um, Kurt, who who really turned his life around, but also millions and millions of people watched the show Mm. and, you know, have, have since started listening to my podcast or or come to the blog and and really gotten into that or not even mine, you know, they'll find someone else's that is, uh, that resonates even more with them that they can use to, to change their health for the better. So I'm all about, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it for the money. And I've said no to a lot more money than I've ever said yes to. And I think that's really important too. You have to go throughout this whole process, get rid of all the noise. A lot of people, you know, especially you, you get a little bit of success and there are a lot of people who come and knock in mm-hmm. and you just, you let the right ones in and and uh, you're trusting with the right people and then you just keep your eye on the ball and keep on moving forward. And we're really excited about where things are going. Uh, and I know the next few years are going to be super interesting because we're taking on a few new challenges. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. So um, we'll, we'll get you out of here shortly. After. We're going to go to a few uh, questions to wrap up from me and Tommy quickly but um, I just had one final question and um, that's that, That's what's your greatest achievement in your eyes so far in helping people with what you've been
2: able to um, set up boy what a great question greatest achievement I you know I really think about it as uh, as helping other people and as as humans we're not really well equipped to understand what that means at a high level <laughs> so what I mean is that you know, I'm talking into a microphone right now, but I'm talking to you guys yeah. and thousands of people. It's like I can't think about that because it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and when I was, you know, on TV, it was like, yeah, I was in front of the cameras, but it comes out, you know, six months later and then all of a sudden millions of people are watching it. But for me at that point, it's it's kind of old news. You know, I'm always excited about the next thing. So I think the greatest achievement would definitely be um, learning more every day, because the longer you do this, the more nuance you find, the more like everyone's a little bit different, but you get you get more confident in the things that you know are right. And mm. then you keep learning uh, more stuff that can help move people forward. It's been super interesting, right? Like I talked about paleo before when I started my blog. Uh, it was shortly after that. I went to the first ever paleo conference and, and I went to another ancestral health conference at Harvard. And uh, it was a really counterculture, super small group of people. Um, and, you know, of course, Rob Wolf, Mark Sisson, uh, Chris Cresser, a lot of the people who are big names now, Dave Asprey. Also, he was like a weird dude carrying around a backpack with his own coffee. <laughs> it was, it was that, the
1: that, guy that, like, sending out the flyers on the corner. of the street. <laughs> yeah, <I>
2: mean, <laughs> He's still really weird. It just works better now because yeah, now he's yeah. successful in Accenture. Right, but yeah. <laughs> we were all there, man. And um, it's it's great to I, I think the accomplishment is starting to see this uh, break into the mainstream where, you know, all of a sudden you see like a holiday Inn commercial or something like that. And they're talking about real food and how important it is. And you see McDonald's talking about real food. And even if they're lying, it's still important because that's the message you yep, want to show sure. food. Now, I, I think the greatest accomplishment is not just mine. It's like this whole movement is starting to spill over into an arena where it's big enough that mm. people can actually find it. Absolutely. Um, and that, that wasn't the case when we started, it was definitely, we were in our own little corners of the internet and now it's, it's starting to be out there. And I love that.
0: Well, fitness Absolutely. and health has become, uh, has become popular and, uh, and it can't be a bad thing. So, um, anyway, Abel, I think what we're going to do now is we're, uh, we're going to quickly go to six from six, which is three questions from me, three questions from Tommy, just before we wrap up. And then you can talk about where people can find you and stuff. Uh, right on. so first question. Uh, are you a well-traveled man? That's not the question, but <laughs> yeah, you are. You told me in the, earlier in the show, you've been, uh, you've been all over the place, I remember. So my question is, I'll, I'll answer that for you. My question is, what's your favorite destination on the planet? Can be big, small, uh, can be
2: country, can be continent, can be town? Absolutely. Uh, it might be a tie between Bali in Indonesia and uh, Peru. Secret say ooh, sacred
0: was, in bro. Man. Two of our two of our highlights for Adventure Fit's calendar next year. You'll have to come oh, along on sure. a trip one day, Abel. We're uh, we're going out to Bali next April, I think, and then uh, doing oh, cool. yeah, yeah, doing doing uh, my, two of my favourite spots as well. Absolutely, uh, especially Peru. I absolutely love South America. Hey, um, next question is your dream destination? Anywhere can be anywhere. You know what? I haven't been to the
2: Philippines yet, and my wife and
1: I—well,
2: <laughs> yeah, we're going my to wife and I yeah, planned right. a trip to go. I know you guys are going there too, right? Yeah, we're, we're going actually going to be going there um, uh, next month, oh. which should be totally awesome. I'm going there Ooh. for <laughs> so we got married like a year ago at this point, but we were so busy then that we didn't go on a, a, a honeymoon. So that's where we're going to go in, in just a few oh, weeks. And we're, we're pretty stoked for that. But I would love to come on one of your trips. Mm.
0: Yeah, nice one. Um, all right, and lastly from me is um, any books that you would recommend to people um, that have kind of changed your life or the way you've thought about something?
2: Oh, yeah. I just I read a great one from a guy named Derek Sivers, um, and it's called Anything You Want. Mm-hmm. You can read it in less than an hour, and it's basically – so his his short story he's, – he's been a mentor from afar to me in a lot of ways because he comes from the, the music world. Yep. He had a company called CD Baby. <laughs> oh, I know the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he grew it to. I know the story. Yeah, he um, he grew it to I think twenty two million, basically over the course of time. He was trying to keep it small, (laughs) but accidentally it grew to like this this big operation because he wanted to help musicians. Mm -hmm. And um, when he sold it, he made sure he sold it to the right people, and he donated all the money to charity. And I just thought it was like such a great counterpoint to Mm -hmm. you see all these like venture capital people who are like make lots of money and, and raise more money and then sell stuff. And, yeah. and his approach was like the exact opposite. It's like, let's keep, keep it small, as small as possible and help people more. And, uh, that's, that's such a great message today. Yeah. it's awesome.
0: All right. That's it for me. Tell
1: me what do you got? Alrighty. Uh, Mr. James, what's, uh, yeah. what's something you like to do in your spare time when you got some downtime
2: downtime? Well, I play a lot of music.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to venture into this. What's, um, so are you an ax man?
2: i'm an axeman. yes i've been playing guitar for uh for years i have eight of them nine of them i have another one coming today actually Uh, i recorded an album um a few months ago with a lot of the guys from the tim mcgraw band uh even though i don't really play country it's more like rock and folk yeah uh and, and funk and stuff like that but that came out super fun and i also um sing and uh, play the saxophone. So I'm a really weird dude.
1: Saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, when we're all in Peru, <laughs> we'll <laughs> just uh, we'll get together and have a sing-along. I don't yeah, know, let's I don't, jam. Let's-,
2: <laughs> let's harmonize.
1: I don't know if you know, but Bill is actually a, a, an incredible beatboxer. And uh, he's... <laughs> right? uh, no, no, I'm
0: actually joking. No, he's a, he's an appalling... No, refused to beatbox the other day. He yeah. told me, he told me to lay drop down it, the percussion la- lay down level. a beat. Yeah. I said, no, yeah. I will not do that today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for someone that's
1: so outgoing,
0: he I've never seen a more negative... Uh... Straight up refused.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, my second question, uh, Abel, is uh, biggest inspiration or, or role model you've had at any one point in your life?
2: Oh, that's a, that's another good one. I think, for a weird reason, Jerry Seinfeld is uh, okay. Has been like a personal hero, and I'll tell you why. It's you know, uh, in the nineties, Seinfeld was like the biggest oh. thing ever. Oh, um, my favorite TV show of all time. You could have bought, uh, if, if he wanted to, he could have sold out super hard. Then you could be buying like Jerry Seinfeld Kleenexes yes. still for that. You know what I mean? Like he could have done that. But instead, instead he's like, you know what? It was, it was a good run. We did the best we could. Now I'm moving on to the next thing. And, uh, he also for his, his show, comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, the story that I heard is he was turned down by every single network. they were like, no way this will ever work. Mm. And so he went to this like weird little, you know, crackle thing online and all of a sudden, it was the biggest show that came out, and I think he won an award for it, too. So it's like the idea that no matter how successful you are, uh, if if you don't play the game with a machine, they'll, they'll spit you out. Yeah. Um, but he's he's been able to, to some degree, it seems like, maintain his integrity mm. and, and also um, follow his own path. And that is so important mm, to awesome. see in, in someone because there's nothing worse than seeing one of your heroes sell out, you oh, know? Absolutely. Yep.
1: Um, and finally, my... If, uh, you could invite three people dead or alive to a dinner, uh, who would they be and why? And you absolutely can invite the, uh, the subway man. <laughs> 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 Talk about cars. <laughs> I lost oh, my. kilos from any.
2: <laughs> man, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, well, I think Ben Franklin would have to be there cause he seems like a really weird dude who's into some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, when it comes to let's see who's alive <laughs> who's alive? I think Seinfeld would have to be there too and then i guess i would also ask probably not for political reasons but more uh, because i'm curious i would probably want to sit down with obama and ask him how the world really works
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be a really interesting that'd be cool. question. if you knew that they were going to tell tell uh, tell no lies oh. to get an ex president of the united states that would be that would be really interesting Do i would like to know how much power that actually oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, well how true.
1: cool is that like conspiracy that they have that book of all the conspiracies of the last sort of 100 years or whatever it is You know,
0: I don't know about this conspiracy you, book
1: you, you don't know nah. oh I'll bring it over next time I've got it <laughs> this is the book that you've got this you is mate. the book that I've got yeah that I've written up yeah um. can you imagine that so um, there's this joke actually Jerry Seinfeld uh, Obama and the subway man walking to a bar and um, the subway man actually, nah that's no joke <laughs> um.
0: On that note, Abel, let's yeah. um, let's get you out of here. So where can people where can people find you? Um, social media's websites,
2: where do they head? Yeah. So social media you can find me easy enough under Abel James and uh, Fat Burning Man um, for the most part is is my handle. And then um, easiest place to find me online for sure is fatburningman.com. And we're redesigning the whole website with some super cool stuff and uh, tons of delicious recipes. And that that's another big thing. It's not just about, you know, like eating. Uh, in a healthy way but also making it fun so my wife and i for the past like five plus years we've been working really hard to make things like chicken parmesan and cheesecake mm. and chicken tikka masala and, and things like that um, not only taste good but be really good for you Ooh. too so awesome. uh, if you want any of that and, and the recipes check out fatburningman.com and then of course the podcast too the same name beautiful awesome good stuff abel thanks a lot for your time man hey thanks for having me this was great fun cool, cool. okay
0: and uh, that's a wrap
2: all
1: right, guys. That was the show. I hope
2: you enjoyed it. I hope you got
1: some stuff out of there. Um, we're going to bring you guys more nutrition. Um, Nutritionists coming up in the following weeks. We've got uh, a nutritionist from Melbourne. We've got one from America. And, uh, the, sorry, dietitian. And sorry, we do. She's a dietitian. Dietitian. That that stuff's really important, guys. And it's something that Bill and I have a very, very much of a vested interest in. So if you want more of that stuff, like Abel Jemies, let us know. So couple of ways you can do that. Number one, you can jump onto iTunes, go to Fit Radio, and actually just give us a bit of a like, give us a, uh, a rating and review. Guys, we can't tell you how important the ratings and reviews are for us. They just bump us up in the world and... Makes us feel better about ourselves. Make feel, yeah, because I mean, I don't feel great about myself. You know, I mean, I look in the mirror every day and go, Joyce's. And, uh, you know, so a rating review would get me out of bed. Um, you can also jump on to adventurefittravel.com forward slash podcast. You can join up for the mailing list, like we said at the start. And you can keep up to date with all the shit that Bill and I have going on, especially um, podcast related stuff, uh, by going to the show notes, which is down below of the podcast icon. And Bill is now going to talk to you about. Our sponsors.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so guys, make sure you check out True Pride. True Pride of that wealth creation service that you want to check out. Save yourself $600 a month at the cost of $97 a month. You get a joining fee waived if you book a call through www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF. Carve, also guys, check out Carve. If you want to upscale your business or you want to get your time back in your life and just um, outsource some of the stuff you don't want to be doing, head to carve www. slash uh, advf and get 10 hours free on any project VA or um, side project part-time small art uh, small project through carve you can get them both done and just by the way the ph in that actually stands for philippines
1: it does yeah yes oh, cool. that's cool <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how like we have .au yeah and that's australia yeah yeah, yeah. it's awesome isn't it or well, what's common commonwealth uh, bank
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on <laughs> and, uh, and don't forget to check out www.adventurewithtravel.com and uh, use the code radio to get 10% off on our holidays until next week see you later